Hello and welcome to ITRA Trail Talks, the official channel of the International Trail Running Association. My name is Jeff Campbell. I'm a Canadian trail runner based in Hong Kong. This is a new show and a new concept. We're looking forward to bringing you interviews with some of the biggest names and most inspiring athletes in the sport of international trail running. We look forward to hearing your feedback. Uh, so please do reach out to us in the comment section and let us know what you think. And with the warm-up out of the way, let's jump into our first episode. On your marks, let's go! Thank you uh, for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to speak with you today and to speak about my passion, which is running and running a long time in the mountains in the, and in the nature. I'm pretty young in this, uh, in this world because I started uh, trail running in 2017. So it's just five years ago. Um, before that, I never did some endurance sport. I was more a guy from uh, extreme sports like kite surfing, snowboarding, and this is the stuff I did all my uh, my uh, my uh, in my young age. I'm a scuba diving instructor, so I spend a lot of time on the water and underwater as well. So. So I discovered the mountains uh, later in my life, but um, it was uh, the love at the first sight. This is why I started to work so much and so hard uh, to try to to understand this world, to try to improve my level and to improve everything I discover you can improve around running, uh, like uh, the food, like the recovery, like the the strength the strength workout like the the programmation of a, of a running a year and everything and it it passionated me and um, I don't know if uh, I work well and I I choose the good recipe but I uh, improve my level very fast and I had the chance to be uh, to get uh, to get integrated in the Salomon team at the beginning it was the the Canadian uh, Salomon team because I'm a French who live in Canada um, and uh, last year um, I had uh, the chance and maybe I work enough well uh, to finish on the podium of UTMB and then Salomon uh, proposed me to, to integrate this crazy uh, international team which was a dream for me from the beginning because for me it was the the Graal and the the, the best team in the world with the people who inspired me the, mo the most in my life, like like uh, Kilian and Francois and uh, everybody. And uh, yeah, this is what uh, I did. And uh, now I started uh, this new year in 2022, like uh, pro athletes maybe because uh, I'm in this team and it's more easy for me to to do races and to organize my year because I, I, I have the best experts around me to advise me and to to give me the best uh, uh, way to continue my uh, my uh, my way and my career in running so this is where i am today for the first five years for shoes for for sure i choose my races more with the hurts uh, with opportunities and sometimes i wanted to go in hong kong for example uh, and I, I i went there without thinking about the reason without um, 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 a, coherence, a coherence in the gear, something uh, logical, I mean. It was more, okay, I go there, I go there, I go there because it seems fun. But now, uh, from this year, I try to to keep a little bit of uh, hurt choices, but more reason as well. So this is why this year my main goal is UTMB again. 
and this is why I choose to run uh, Lavaredo uh, two weeks ago. I loved this race, but maybe if it was in another situation, maybe uh, in April, uh, I, have, I, I should have run uh, somewhere in Thailand, or I don't know where exactly, but this year I choose Lavaredo because the elevation, the path and the trails are kind of similar with UTMB. It's only two months before, so it's perfect to, to see how, how we feel and to check again our food and uh, nutrition strategy. So this is why I go this way this year. I will not go uh, further with that, but this is the global overview of who I am and where I am today. That, that, that's awesome, Matthew. And, I, and I'm really going to look forward to some of the um, perspective that you'll have. I find some athletes who've come to the sport a little bit late, they have really good perspective on um, on everything that goes into the, the training process. And uh, unlike people who've been running since they, they were very young, um, you, you do have a limited amount of time to catch up on it. And, and, and I found that when I started running, just... Um, uh, how quickly uh, the, the learning started to happen and trying to absorb all those lessons for, 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 from all of your fellow athletes. Uh, so, so thanks for that. And, and we'll, we'll um, dig into some of, some of your, uh, your, your race preparation um, uh, later on. Um, we also have joining us today um, one of Asia's most talented uh, ultra marathoners. Um, he is the record holder for the a 298-kilometer um, Four Trails Ultra Challenge in Hong Kong. He's a top 10 finisher at UTMB. Um, he just recently finished running 500 kilometers in five days for, uh, for an amazing charity. Um, he is, without a doubt, the fastest man in Hong Kong. Uh, Wang Ho Chan, uh, welcome to Trail Talks. Hello, hello. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's introduce my first and I'm Chong, a Hong Kong trail runner. Uh, I, I start my running since 2012, so already run for top 10 years. A, 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 yeah, quite experienced and yeah, a old runner already. <laughs> uh, and I, I, after the past 10 years, I joined a lot race i start from some short race like 30k small race and then my longest race uh, is in 2017 uh, i joined the four trails i uh, no, no, the four dashes which is the stage race every race seven days uh 250k uh which uh, uh cause around different dashes like gobi uh, atacama Namibia and also the Antarctica. Then this is uh, 2017, which is a great adventure for me. But and now I actually the race is not. I I didn't join a lot of small race, but uh, we'll try to focus on some big race, uh, such like UTMB. Uh, it the um two months later, this is the UTMB, which is uh, I joined already three times and. And this year is my fourth time to join UTMB because uh, UTMB is uh, all a Hong Kong runner, our dream. And um, hopefully I, I can try to do another best performance. Uh, so now also my training is everything focused on UTMB. And actually I planned, uh, I planned to do the five 
Day 500 Kilometer Charity Challenge in Hong Kong uh, two one month ago, but uh, uh, for preparation preparing for VDA, which is two days later. But uh, I find my body cannot recover. So uh, and also VDA is a preparation for UTMB. So I have to listen my body if I'm not recover well and and I skip UTMB uh, the VDA. But I still keep my plan. I'm going to fly to spring and I am going to enjoy my long journey, which is uh, more than 1000 kilometers and travel alone in, in France to see the beautiful mountain and also to get my body ready for UTMB. Yeah, that's just my plan. Uh, thanks, Chung, and uh, we'll all be rooting for you from, from Hong Kong. You have a lot of fans uh, all over the world. Um, mm. so, so, so guys, the, the topic today is how to prepare for your next ultra. So where I want to start with, because I think it's, it's the case for all runners um, at, at all uh, levels of ability, um, first we need to choose, choose our races. So, so every year I think runners will take a look at their calendar and, and try to plan what, what's ahead. Um, I'd like to hear from each of you about what your process is um, at the start of a season or before a season starts. Um, how do you choose what races you want to race? Um, how do you choose how, how to space them out? How many A races can you fit into a season? Um, maybe, Matthew, do you want to walk us through your, your process in terms of uh, how, how you make those decisions at the start of the season? Yes, sure. It's a, it's a very uh, good questions, uh, question and a lot of people uh, ask me this question because they don't know uh, uh, which race to choose for their, their year because there are so many races now, maybe uh, more than 5,000 in the world in ultra trail. It's crazy. So first, before thinking of the future, at the end of the year in December during the Christmas uh, uh, time, I look back. I look back of my in of uh, in my season, uh, the last season. I look back uh, what races I did, what uh, when, um, what was the best time I, I had with my uh, not only the performance but me, with my emotion as well. What what did I like? What did I dislike? And everything. And I try and I try to analyze everything of this year to try to find my uh, to confirm my why <laughs> why i run and why i do that and, and why i do this race but maybe a new why or a why that evolves so this is the first things i do uh, and it's it's maybe it lasts for sometimes for one to two months difficult it's not only in one hour like that so i speak with my family as well with my friend because sometimes they came with me and I asked them, do you remember this way? Do you remember how I felt? Because sometimes I'm a little bit blackout after the race. So, so it's, it's a global discussion with my, uh, with my family, my friends and myself. And uh, I try at the beginning of the year to write on the paper, what is my why? Why I want to run uh, this year? And then I try to, to choose my, my adventures and my races uh, linked uh, to, the, to this why. So then I try to choose one big uh, objective uh, in the year and I put it like a big dot in the middle of the calendar. And this is the, the, the first, uh, the first uh, part 
of the house I put on the ground and then I try to build around my season. So it's easy because when I put these events, the two weeks before, it's a taper. The two weeks after, it's, uh, it's a recovery. Two, three weeks before, I will have to do a very long run to prepare this ultra. Four weeks uh, before, again the same. So I try to organize where I will go this time and maybe one month before I will do a race of 50k or 60k. Not too much to, to don't be too uh, tired, but just to have some confidence and to test things. And maybe two months before I will do a longest, uh, long ultra, which is, which will be, uh, um, shorter than the main objective, but, uh, a race that will, that will, uh, help me to prepare the main event. And the same four months before. And then I try to, to build step by step my house like that with the taper, with the, the shock weekend where I run a lot, the races to test. And uh, the, the country where I want to go, because maybe it's a new country, I've never been there. I want to discover a new culture, a new race and everything. And I build like that. For this year, it's special because I decided to, for my mental, uh, my mental preparation, I don't want to think too much after my main events. Uh, the year before, I was building uh, the, after this main events in fall and winter. But this year, in my head, I focus on UTMB because it's my main uh, goal. And then if I still have the motivation and the energy and my body uh, feel that, maybe I will go for other objectives, but I don't know yet. I have idea, but it's a little bit blur. It's blurry in my, in my calendar. So this is how I uh, built my calendar and uh, we will see if it works or not it's the first year i do it like that very uh strategical and very uh, uh coherent uh and uh, this is how i built the, my year of, as a races and 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 uh, how far in advance of that sort of a race will you start that planning is it is it 12 months before? When is your sort of off season or when does your sort of running year start and end? And when, when does the goal setting process um, happen? Okay, I live, uh, I live in the, um, in the um, uh, North Hemisphere. So races goes from uh, March, maybe the first year is the, from March the main event, I mean, the international races like Trans Grand Canaria, uh, Mute Madeira, it's from March, April to um, October, November maximum. In November, there is the race in South Africa uh, with international athletes who go there. So for me, it's going from early March with Trans Grand Canaria to, uh, to Ultra Trail Cape Town uh, in November. So this is why I try to stop and to have a half season from december to uh, february three months i cut uh, my global volume but i never stopped to run just a little bit some intensity but i love to spend my winter in canada in, in quebec and the winter is kind of magical there and i try to uh, to do other sports like cross-country skiing uh, ski uh, mountaineering uh, skating and and i enjoy and enjoy to to eat a lot i don't I don't check what I eat exactly. I spend good times with friends, uh, drinking a lot of beer, 
So I do it for three months and then at the end of February, I start to build again at the, end, uh, the beginning of March. So it's more about the, the, my geographical uh, area where I live, but I think for Wong it's different because he is in the South Hemisphere, so the, the summer and winter is uh, opposite, so the season is during uh, my winter and uh, so Maybe if one info, if if uh, I will live in the south <laughs> one day, uh, my uh, my uh, season will um, will uh, will turn uh, and in, in the other uh, way. So I will rest from June to August and race in the winter in the from December to February. Yeah, it's actually a real problem for for Hong Kong based runners because it's too warm during the summer months for us to be racing locally. So our race season tends to be from late September, early October until um, until mm -hmm. March and April. But the big European races are often during the summer months. So um, for some of the elites here, um, they, they have to be careful because they could get into a 12-month calendar where you don't have a natural break in the season and, and, and you can um, burn out. Um, uh, Chung, uh, can, can, I, can I add something? Can, yeah, Jeff, I just add something. I went uh, uh, three years ago to run uh, Hong Kong 100 and it okay. was in February. It was in February and uh, I spent my winter in uh, Quebec with a lot of snow and it's really difficult to run because there is too much snow. You have snow uh, up to the knees. But I tried. Yeah. I tried to train and when I arrived in Hong Kong, it was... <laughs> really <laughs> difficult to run I, I wasn't able to run in this uh, downhill stairs and i and i dropped the race at uh, 30k i guess i was with tom evans and dylan bowman and everybody's from uh, europe and north america uh, dropped the race after 30k so i understand what you say jeff and uh, yes you it's difficult to have a 12 year uh, 12 months uh, races because you have an off season which is different from the south to the north so it's interesting you're a runner who does big races but also like big projects and and um, personal challenges and adventures how do you decide what you want to accomplish in any given year and then how do you then sort of structure your year to to prioritize what what you want to achieve Uh, me? Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's my turn, okay. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I finished, uh, I just finished a 500 uh, in five days challenge. Uh, so I feeling, yeah, uh, I cannot say I, 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 I can recover after that and because uh, I still feeling tired. But yeah, because I also pushing my limit, I never run that long. So after that, I cannot imagine what will happen after 500k. So I supposed to be VDA uh, after one month of the big challenge. I supposed to be VDA, but I feel my body not recover well. So I, I, I try to skip the VDA. But anyway, I think, uh, yeah, Mafia, he, he said very well. Actually, my, my strategy for preparing a race, we are similar. But uh, as my experience, because I, I have more run longer, uh, I mean, I start more than 10 years. And then the key point is still to listen to the body. And especially uh, in my case, uh, in Hong Kong, the race season is normally in winter. Uh, it's around September to March. We will have a peak performance 
running longer and longer we feel my performance better and better until until we can maintain the bad performance for two months sometimes if you keep the condition good you can maintain the peak performance for four months but i can feel my body cannot last more than four months such like if half year and then i will feel some some injury or some muscle very tight and then limited cannot cannot do anymore cannot push faster anymore so we have to a a a uh off season but normally my off season is in the summertime in hong kong but for the reason recently the the past two years my target is is still in utmb and that's quite difficult for me because i i i very active in the race season in hong kong but when i off season but the UTMB coming, so I need to balance. And as my plan, I will try to stop the race after March, and then I will take two months off season. Like April and May, I will totally stop, uh, stop ninety percent. I can say, and then I will try to rebuild my body. Uh, if I spend three months to prepare UTMB, and I will normally in the June. Uh, I will do a lot long slow distance, which is I I will do like eight hundred or even one thousand kilometer in a month. But all the run the running is slow low intensity. I can feel uh, a little bit tired, but I can do it repeatedly day by day until i every day like 30 to 50 sometimes shorter sometimes longer but I try to do the whole month and then i will after one month i will feel my body uh, i can see my body weight a little bit lower and then i will feel my i'm i i am more good good condition and then in Sorry, July, just to yeah. confirm, this is early on in the in the training block for a big race. So if you're, let's say, you're preparing for UTMB in yeah, yeah. in late 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 summer, you will start this in in what about May? Uh, for UTMB, I will start in June. In yeah. June, okay. Because uh, May and, is and a little early because I'm not confirmed that, that I can I will. I will go there because you know this two year the Hong Kong is very hard to say but yeah normally I start I start in June uh, June yeah okay and then you you start off with big mileage right from the start yeah in the whole month uh, only the long slow oh. distance in June in in July I will spend half year to do the speed work like some interval and tempo and if the interval and tempo, I will focus more on the high intensity, uh, such a, such like such like uh, interval. Do some hill repeats and uh, high intensity and with a, some some short break. Uh, for the tempo run, I will have a longer uh, like for 20, 15 to twenty k with uh, high intensity, but try to keep it and non-stop. Uh, after half month and the uh, uh, and the second half of July, I will do some long run, and I will try to do the last long run one month after uh, before UTMB. 
I, I recommend 70% of the race distance. Like if UTMB is 100 miles, then I try to do it like uh, uh, 100 or even 120 kilometer for the last long run. But if you can, I cannot run too longer than 120 and then I can do it day by day, which is uh, like separately for two, two or even three days. And after the long run, and I still doing long, but uh, the like five, fifty uh, k, thirty k shorter and shorter, make it taper, and then I will waiting, and then I feel my body is get ready for the hundred mile. But this is for me only, and not for everyone, because uh, I have uh, better endurance, and then I join UTMB three times already. So it we still depends on different different people. Yeah. Well, th thanks, Chung. Um, Mathieu, is, is your approach similar? So, so Chung, Chung basically said that um, in the training block before an A race, he will start with big mileage right from the start and then start to mix in some speed and then do some, some more race simulation um, uh, distances going ahead. Um, how similar of that is, is, is that to your approach in terms of the, the actual sort of nuts and bolts of the training? It's a good question again because the approach uh, evolve with uh, because I'm very young in this sport and I'm still learning lots of things every year. I, uh, when I test a new uh, uh, training program, new way to train, when I add new kind of uh, uh, strength training session. Last year, I just had for the first time biking, road biking in my uh, in my training. It's kind of new, so this year. I integrate it a lot. So it's very, very hard to answer because last year it was different with this year and maybe it will be different from next year. But the main things that I learned and that I think, I guess, I believe <laughs> that it works is um, that I want to be, um, I try to stay a global runner. I mean, I want to be fast on the flats and I want to be fast on the uphill and I want to be fast on the downhill. So this is why I will train for a 30 second, one minute interval on the flat on the asphalt. And I can do as well 20 minutes uphill on the, on the very uh, steep uh, climb. And I can sometimes I will run on the very technical downhill as well. So I, I'll try to go everywhere. But for sure, as I have to train for a special event with specificities, what I do and what I think it works is to go from the less specific uh, to the most specific of the race. So the at the end of the winter, the off season, uh, beginning of March, I will work a lot on the on the track, track and field, doing uh, intervals on the flat from uh, 30 seconds to five minutes, and mainly on the flat. And when I go uh, step by step uh, to the race. I will um, I will start to try to run in the same environment as the race, maybe with the altitude, with the temperature, with the technicality of the terrain. And uh, if it's uh, if I will have uh, 1,000 meters of elevation in one uphill, maybe I will try to train to do 1,000 elevation in one uphill, running fast with my poles. And if I will run a 50k with only uh, 300 elevation uphill, I will do interval with the, with this kind of uh, 
uh, of elevation three weeks, four weeks, five five weeks before. And then when I finish the race, every time I start again to do it's shorter, but from the less specific to the most specific. An example, I did, I ran the Lavaredo Ultra two weeks ago. I recover one week after after the race, and this week I uh, I do uh, two or maybe three sessions on the flat on the asphalt, doing 30 seconds, one minute, three minutes. And next week I will do the same in the mountain, and in two weeks I will start to do a 10 minutes, 20 minutes uphill, and step by step close to the UTMB. I will uh, I will go uh, to the most specific. So this is what I do. <laughs> I don't know if it's the best way to, to train. I'm a self coach. I do it by myself. It works because every day I feel that I'm better than the day before. Uh, I, I'm never injured and I improve my level. So it works and I continue in this way with this recipe. I, I'm getting a bit of a neck injury from, from nodding in agreement. Um, I, I think a lot of what you're saying makes a lot of sense, especially as you're getting closer to an event to for your training to be more dialed in towards um, what that event is. I mean, for me, what I try to do is if I have an A race that's going to have maybe um, 5,000 meters of elevation over 100K course, to try to make sure that roughly I have that amount of ratio in my weekly training of, of elevation. And then especially for, for my weekly long runs to um, roughly have that, that elevation um, just to, to get the body used to handling that as you're, as you're getting closer to the, to, to the A race. Um, we, we had some audience questions and one of them relates to, to, to training and race preparation. Um, from, from Silas Winkle, he says, during the summer months, it, it seems to me that I run into issues in terms of overheating, regardless of what I do. Do you have any tips on preparing for a race that will take place in a hot environment with limited or no shade? Um, do either of you guys have any experience um, getting ready for, for really hot racing? And, and what would your tips be for Silas? Oh. Yeah, uh, my uh, my experience. Uh, I think the training is so important. You know, uh, I I rather I have the best performance in two thousand nineteen the UTMB, uh, because which is hot weather, and actually I I didn't feel perform super super good. But the the problem is that uh, many European they they are not running very well in the hot weather. And I find that because in Hong, I train in Hong Kong in a hot summer, uh, it's very hard to avoid the heat. But I, when doing the hot weather, I, I still need to keep my training. But if I keep the performance, I try to go to some higher altitude, uh, higher mountain to train. Uh, in Hong Kong, uh, I, will, I will go to Thai Moshan. The highest point is 900 something. Uh, it's not high enough, but still can uh, prevent uh, avoid the heat a little bit. Uh, and I, but I train a lot in the hot weather. But I find that when I uh, racing in Europe, people say that why wow, it's so hot and then sweating a lot and and cramping not enough water. I don't find that problem in my body. Uh, so that I think training in the heat is uh, so so important. And also uh, during the race, uh, if you can foresee the race in which is hot and uh, drink water is so important. So don't wait until you're sweating 
and then low, low you you are dehydrated and then you find the water it is too late so better to keep drinking water and can you can feel you are keep sweating during the race and also sometimes you go, go to the toilet and then you can see uh, your to pee and then you can check whether your body is enough water that's so important don't drink too 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 late and then if you find that you do dehydrate and then your performance will drop a lot even you drink and you you need to take time to recover but don't 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 worry too much and you believe that if you keep slower and drink water and wait like half hours later you will find your body getting better but don't try to push your body when you're feeling some problem and remember the 100 mile race is very long and your 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 finish line your destination is very far away so don't try to think some negative thinking and try to give up the race what yeah so just when you find some uh, difficulty in the race just try to slow down and think about it and also you stop half hour for stretching or drinking water you still have the chance to catch the another runner or even chase the cutoff uh, i know a lot hong kong runner the target is only the chasing the cutoff 48 hours so you have time to manage your body so <laughs> don't try to think about the, to to quit or uh, or uh yeah give up the race yeah <laughs> yeah i agree with all that um Mathieu, as a as a runner living in Quebec, um, how how would you prepare if you had a hot race coming up? Um, a lot of people uh, think that uh, Quebec in Can and Canada is the the winter country, but you know it's crazy hot in the summer. It's it can be up to four forty degrees uh, uh, Celsius and up to eighty percent of humidity. So it's a very tropical and it's very hot. But it's not where I want to go. Um, people used to find for everything uh, some uh, miracle uh, pills uh, and magic pills to uh, to improve uh, to improve uh, stuff like uh, the hot weather. But you know the the body is a is a magical machine to adapt to everything. And if you want to to be uh, ready to run in the hot weather, the only things you have to do is to train in the hot weather. There is nothing else. And people used to think uh, I will go uh, at 5 a.m. or 7 p.m. in the evening to train because it's a little bit fresher. And maybe uh, I will try to find the magic pill to, to train in the to, to, to be ready to run, to run in the hot weather. But no, you have to go to run, to run between uh, midday and 1 p.m. at the hottest uh, uh, moment of the day. And, um, and what is happening is you have this um, this uh, this base. You know that you are able to run. I don't know, maybe uh, one hour, uh, very comfortable on the normal temperature. And people, when it's getting hot, they try to go again for this one hour. And in their head, they think, "Wow! After ten minutes, I'm totally uh, burning inside. I'm boiling inside, and uh, I'm not. I'm not someone who is able to run in the hot weather. No, it's not that. It's just because." It's the first day you are going out in a hot weather and your body is not ready, but he will adapt. So change your paradigm and maybe the first day 
build a new program, you will go for 10 minutes and the next day for 15 minutes and the next day for 20 minutes. And maybe uh, one week, two weeks after, you will be able to run one hour in the same comfortable zone you were at 5 a.m. or 7 p.m. And you will, I do it, so you will really feel this improvement. And you can feel it as well when you do a sauna. Uh, uh, session. I do it as well because I think it's good to acclimatize to the to the hot weather. But the first time of the year, I go in the sauna. After 15 minutes, I'm totally uh, boiling and it's very difficult, and I'm stopped that. And after four or five uh, sessions, I'm ready to stay uh, three times uh, 15 minutes with a cold shower between. But it's it's more easy for me. So it shows me that I adapt to the hot weather. So no magic pill, train in hot weather, go in the sauna and you will be ready to, to run in a really hot environment. And what Wong said about the water is, is important as well because you sweat more. So it's logical. You have to drink more and to test, to check if you are not dehydrated. But I think that the base is to train in the hot weather. And I, th I think that's a really good point. I, I get the question um, from people, how do I avoid the um the the hot weather training and the, my answer is, is don't avoid it um you know uh, Go for uh, it. You have to, yeah you need to adjust your pace you need to adjust your expectation and um it's also important to um to still listen to your body and, and make sure that you are hydrating i mean you don't want to get a heat stroke or anything but um but that suffering your body's adapting um, it, you know, that's uh, what the, the what you're feeling your body push through is no different than um, getting used to, uh, to to more mileage or or um, even running at a higher altitude. It's just something that's it's always going to be difficult at first. And, and, and part of the process is, is is getting your body adapted to that. Um, and and the, the, adapt the adaptation, Jeff, can be uh, could be very fast. I have another example. Last year, I went to run the Marathon des Sables, which is a race which crossed the, the Sahara Desert in Africa, in Morocco. And the first day when I arrived, it was more than 50 degrees Celsius. It was crazy, crazy hot. I was boiling inside. And the last stage, it's a, it's a stage race for it's a seven stages race. And the last day, the, the day seven, it was the exact same temperature, so more than 50 degrees Celsius, but I was more comfortable and I, I was able to, to run fast only six days or seven days after the first day where I was really boiling inside. So you can adapt fast as well. Don't, don't say to yourself it will uh, last six months to adapt. No, in one week you will be ready if you work hard to, to, to adapt to this kind of uh, of uh, con, uh, con, uh, this kind of stuff, yes. Um, okay, thanks for that, Matthew. Um, so uh, another audience question we had from Steve Corey. Um, uh, he asks, besides running, what cross-training do you recommend for building strength? So Chang or, or, or Matthew, do either of you guys do any type of, uh, of strength training that you want to share? Uh, I actually I didn't do some uh, course training uh, which very focus on uh, trail running um, because I I as because uh, as I fireman I have a basic fitness so even our daily uh, our work and then I need to do a lot uh, uh, a lot uh, different jobs which related to a lot different muscles. So uh, I didn't do a lot different types of 
um, current, uh, the, the some strengthening training, but I when I got injury or I I find some problem, I will try to uh, fix it and I will do some very uh, some 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 exercise and really for that injury. Uh, such as like the ankle, uh, if I feeling my ankle getting weak, uh, get, getting weak, and then I will try to do some balancing training. Um, yeah, maybe yeah, mafia you can, mafia you can share your experience also. <laughs> yes, sure. Um... I think that the doing bike, uh, road biking, it's kind of a strength training. It's good for endurance as well, but now I'm in the Alps, in the mountains, and when you climb a big uh, col, a big mountains, you push really hard uh, on the legs and it's kind of strength training. But as a, as a running program, I try to go from the less specific to the, the, the most specific in my year. So during my off season, I uh, will do a uh, strength training like very heavy, like uh, squats and the classical uh, movement squats, deadlift, very, very, very heavy because I can destroy my legs in the gym because I don't run that much. I don't need it that much during the week. So I, I can try to build a base with the, I don't know, I don't know. There is, there are not magic movement. I do the base squats, deadlift, uh, hip thrust. Uh, and this, this kind of, uh, basic movement, but very heavy two times a week. But then when I go, um, close to the race, I try to go more specific and less heavy because I don't want to destroy my legs. So I will do a lunges, a single leg deadlift because it's more specific when you do on one leg. And then when I go to a race, like this year, I went to Madeira, Mute and uh, Lavaredo. It's very difficult, but during the race, I try to connect with my body and to feel after 60k or 100k to check to do a scan and to check where uh, my body uh, feel the more weak and where i feel the more the, the first pain in my muscle actually and in my head i tell to myself so maybe um, i feel uh, my uh, my right quads a little bit uh, weak so maybe uh, the the three weeks coming i will work a little bit more on it and this is why i try to do i try to to adapt with what I feel in the race or with the very long uh, uh, trainings in the weekend to adapt my strength training. So I do it a little bit, not that much, but I think it's a really good uh, complement to add with uh, with uh, with the classical running program. No, I think that makes sense, and I, I think for. A lot of runners, they should um, take some comfort that if they're doing high mileage preparation for races, especially doing a lot of hill climbing and stair climbing, that is functional strength work as, as well. You know, so, so you, if you're running 100, 150 kilometers with lots of elevation, that, that is core and, and leg strength workouts. And, and I think it's a good point that if you're going to be doing really heavy stuff, Doing that in the off season or really, really early on in the season probably is where you're going to get the most bang for your your buck for that. And you probably don't want to be doing that, you know, two weeks out from um, for, from a big race. Um, another question we had from from Steve Bramar, um, just asking about nutrition. So during during each of your training cycles, obviously putting in a lot of mileage, body is burning a lot of calories. 
um, what are you guys putting into your bodies to, um, to, to fuel yourself? Um, do you have any sort of basic philosophies for, um, for, for nutrition during your training cycles? Uh, as, as for me, and I am not a vegetarian, but I really uh, recommend that we, we eat more veggie and less, like less meat which is really, I feel, uh, can help for my performance, especially the endurance performance. Uh, but uh, because I, it's hard to get avoid to, to eat the, the all, uh, totally vegetarian. It's hard for me because I, we eat with my family together, with the kids. So, uh, but I just have the sense, try to control and uh, maybe less meat, more veggie. It's uh, more healthy. Uh, for my bad body and but normally I just eat like very the same as the normal people but just a little bit more but uh, I I quite recommend that if uh, five days uh, for for the longest peak season training and uh, I'm more ready and very important five days before the race I will I will uh, do some special uh, like eating diets uh, as for me, I will try to reduce more carbohydrate for three days and then I will try to eat more two days before the race and then my I feel my body uh, during the race can uh, contain more more um, uh, that, that, that cause carbon loading that I can feel my body can contain more energy during the race. I feel it's quite useful for me. Yeah. So if the people they do the long race, they can I recommend they can try and try to think about it. If uh might be five days is too long for them, uh I the people can try two days reduce or less carbohydrate and then add one day. So it's a shorter uh the shorter and also the same. I think it's, it's, it, this is the more complex subject, the nutrition, because there are so much uh, uh, criteria and parameters who get in this, this stuff. It's crazy and there is no magical recipe. And I think it depends as well, for example, from where you live. I, I'm, I'm sure that Wong doesn't have the same uh, uh, bacteria and the same... Um, uh, um, uh, digestive system because he grew up in Asia. He had another education. He has different food, and I'm sure we work different. We work differently because I'm in Europe and he's in Asia. So I can have the same food than him, and he can have the because we had the different education. So it's a very very difficult question. But for me, I will tell what I do. But I don't want people to do the same. Um, for sure, I will, I'll try to, to eat, uh, daily, a healthy, healthy food with a lot of, uh, protein and vegetable. It's, it's very easy to, 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 it's very evident. I mean, uh, yeah, for it, but what I try to do is do, um, ultra distances and I try to spend a very long time outside running. Uh, I know that, um, it's impossible uh, thanks to the science to um, put uh, inside uh, more uh, energy, uh, more carbs than what you uh, consume. 
So this is the base. So I have to to work with another factory, with, with which is the factory uh, which burn uh, uh, lipids. Uh, it's lipids. Yeah. Um, so this is why during my during my training, I try to to do sometimes sessions without any carbs, without any uh, any energy. I go in the morning. I don't have a breakfast. I go out. I just take with me a one gel or one bar uh, uh, for the security. If I still have, if I start to feel uh, hypoglycemia, but I try to train, and it's like the the heat training. I go further and further and further, and at the beginning. After one hour, I really need to eat sugar because I'm like this. Oh, I need some something. And um, after I can do it two hours, three hours, and one day I'm I can do it for six hours without eating anything. So I try to learn my body uh, to burn this uh, this. But um, during the race, there is the intensity as well. We go very fast on the flat and uphill. So. I know that my body needs as well this capacity to burn uh, sugar and carbohydrates. So this is why I do both. I do trainings without nothing, but sometimes I try to go out. And even if the intensity is not enough that I need all these things, I push. I push hard. I try to push a lot of food in me, even if I don't need it, to train my uh, my guts and my stomach and everything to. To work with it during the during uh, the during the day when I move, and I try to stick with uh, around uh, uh, 250 300 calories per hour and a minimum minimum uh, of uh, 50 grams of carbohydrates from 50 to 100. This is how I works, and I try to push it to 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 train my body. So then I have the two factories which are ready to work during the race when I push in the uphill. I take carbohydrates and my body is ready to feel it, to take it without nausea and without uh, uh, problems in my uh, in my uh, stomach. And when I go a little bit slower in the downhill or in the flats, I'm able to 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 use the factory of Dipoli. So this is how I work. It works, uh, but yeah. I don't know if it's the good things to do. No, I appreciate really good point. Um, and you know they say never try anything new on race day and. If you're trying to eat three gels an hour um, for a 100-mile race and you haven't been doing that at all during training, that could be a lot for your stomach to all of a sudden have to um, have to adjust to. So, you know, I, I think one of the the important sort of training principles is you want to replicate everything that you're going to do in the race, but in components, and then you basically just bring them all together um, on on that race day. But if you look back at your training block. Hopefully you'll you'll have covered all of those elements and and you're just sort of bringing it together on uh, uh, on the big day. Um, you know, just to sort of stick to the the structure of this uh, of this episode. Um, so we've talked about picking your race calendar and then sort of what you're doing to to train and and get your body ready for it. Um, I want to talk briefly just about the taper. Um, so at what point um, before the race? do you start to cut back on your on your training volume and intensity and 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 what does that taper look like um for you in the weeks coming coming uh, before one of your a races uh maybe chun how about you uh, as for me uh i the 
identity of um, the, the definition of taper, that means I finish my last long run. And normally my last long run will do it uh, depends on the race distance. If for 100 mile like UTMB, my taper time let lead longer. So I normally I will finish the last long run four weeks before the or even one month before the race. And the distance is around 70% of the distance. And the intensity is around 80% of the intensity. That means uh, shorter, but also slower. But uh, it is long enough to prepare the 100 mile. And during the one month after the last long run, I, I making the taper. But I still need I, my feeling is like my leg is heavy. I feel like the last one, one I got the heavy leg, tired, but I can feel I am recovering. Uh, in getting closer to closer to the race, I can feel my, my leg is uh, less and less heavier and can try to more and more runnable. But I still do some uh, long run, like 50k, three, three weeks out, and 30k, Two weeks out of UTMB, and the speed getting faster and faster. But I can feel my body, my leg is more and more fresh. Then this is my taper, the of the running. And yeah. and for UTMB, sort of what what type of volume would you be running? Let's say two weeks two weeks out before the race. How many kilometers in the, in that week would it be for you, Chun? Uh, it is around, and um, I think it's around hundred or one hundred fifty k. Yeah, I I normally I will do because uh my endurance uh, I uh I do more endurance run so I can uh do more long run so uh sometimes I can even two weeks before the UTMB I still make it can like one hundred fifty or even two hundred k race uh two hundred k training. But uh, the, the, you need to be very careful for the intensity. That means uh, with a slower pace, yeah. But make sure your leg is getting recovery. And because you have to believe that uh, overtraining, it, it, it will uh, make you slower in the race. So even you train too much or train a lot, but uh, just make sure your leg is not overtraining. It's so important, yeah says the guy who's doing 150 or 200 kilometers uh two weeks out from from their miler um Mathieu, how, how about yourself um uh, what does your sort of taper um structure look like how, how much are you cutting down from your peak mileage what sort of workouts are you doing in the in, in the few weeks before a big race it depends it depends how i feel like wong and it's fun because uh, it's very different from wrong he said that he do uh, uh, his last long session four weeks before and for me uh, the last one is two weeks before so again i think there is not a, a magic recipe it depends uh, on how your body uh, recover how you and, and sometimes you manage you manage your, your stress uh, while running so this is why you try to run uh, almost uh, to the end but if i feel good and um, another thing that, that i want to, to say that 
it's very sneaky actually because the taper is very sneaky because you can feel very well very well in your body and in your muscle but it's exactly the same after the race you recover when i when i will be ready to go back it's very sneaky because you can feel very good in your muscle i'm ready to run but there is there is something that you 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 don't feel or it's difficult to feel it's the nervous system and the hormonal system uh, that can be very uh, tired and if you go for 20 hours like utmb with a nervous system which control everything in your body, your, your heartbeat, your, your lungs, your muscle, your contraction of your muscle. Even if you have the best muscle, you won't be able to run a 20, 20 hours like that. So for sure, you have to cut a lot, at least the week, at, at least the week or 10 days or two weeks before, before the race. So for sure, because you have to, to rest your nervous system and your hormonal system. But for me, two weeks, 10 days to two, two weeks before the race, I tried to do a last long run. It's not the longest run in my plan for sure, but another one. And then the last week, last week, seven days to 10 days, I cut, I just cut the volume by 50% from the last week of my program. The, so the global volume. So for example, if I have, if I have, I don't speak in kilometers, I speak in hours because I run in the mountains. So I never know what is the, the distance. But if I go up to 25 or 30 hours uh, of running, I cut to uh, 10 to 15 uh, the, the 10 days before and, uh, and the last week. And uh, for example, for UTMB, the UTMB starts on Friday evening. Usually, I will try to go for an intensity session on Tuesday, so uh, four days be uh, before. Wednesday, I will go for an easy jog of 40 minutes to 60 minutes. And Thursday and Friday, I will do nothing. <laughs> I will do nothing. But again, it's, this is how I work and how I feel I need it. And I know that there are pro athletes who still run uh, 10K the, the day before the race. And I know guys who run 200K one week before the race. And there are people who stop three weeks before. So it depends. And I think uh, your experience uh, is a good uh, indicator to know what to do. So it's very, very difficult to, to, to tell what is the best, best things to do as a taper. But for sure, you have to rest your nervous system and your hormonal system. And even if you don't feel it, rest for ultra distances. I'm sure of that. Oh, Mafia, may I know uh, you say the, the long run is not your longest. And how long is your longest run before you pre preparing UTMB? Uh, the longest of my program is four weeks before. The longest. Okay. How, how many percentage of the like the time or distance are run to the race? Uh, for UTMB, for example, my longest run will be up to twelve hours. So it's uh, uh, last year I ran UTMB in twenty one hours. So twenty one hours. So it's close to fifty to sixty percent. Yeah, I think it makes sense, and actually we are concept a little bit similar. Uh, because okay. I mean my last long run and I can say uh, the longest run I will make it four weeks before the race even one month but it is the longest but the distance is a little bit uh, quite long like uh, as for me I will do it like 70% if it's too yes. long cannot fit one day and then I will separately to do it two days and I still do long run like sometimes uh, 500k uh, 
or I can say like eight hours uh, or sometimes. Okay, okay, I didn't understand yeah. well. So the same yeah. for me, three weeks before I do maybe six to eight hours and two weeks before yeah. again, four hours. Yeah. So it decreased, but I, it's, it's still long when you go out for four hours uh, running, it's still long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great. But the longest is four weeks before the same, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and Matthew, I, I really like the suggestion of a little bit of intensity on, on race week. You know, I, I think that um, on the race week, obviously, you do want to have lots of rest and um, and it's time for your sort of all that training to, to really set in. Yeah. But do, doing I, a, a 20 Jeff, I think I think this intensity is more a way to to manage my uh, my stress and to to keep or to build my confidence. Because yeah. the last, the last intensity of uh, I don't know uh, five times three minutes uh, on the flat, you will not improve nothing. But if you feel well, well in your legs, you 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 jump on your legs, you have no pain, nothing. You start to build your confidence to run four days after the race. So it's more for that to manage my stress and to to manage my confidence more than a a real training. You 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 see. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And I, and I also think at that point in the training cycle, you've, you've been running every day for, for so much. To completely stop all of that um, can get the body out of, out of kilter a little bit. So by incorporating a little bit of a confidence-building uh, training session, um, it, it kind of, to, to me, it makes me feel like, I, like I, I'm ready to go. It, it sort of pumps me up a little bit during, during the race week. Um, so... Uh, maybe the, the last just quick topic that, that I want to cover is just recovery. Um, so we'll we'll skip the sort of what you do during a hundred miler that 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 warrants its own episode. Um, uh, let's say you've just smashed your your UTMB. Um, what does the following week look like for you guys? Um, what are you eating? Are you resting a hundred percent? Are you 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 getting out for walks or runs? Um, what, what tips do you guys have for um, for recovering after a, a big race? Maybe I can Tom? go because uh, for me it's uh, it's very it's very easy. It's uh, maybe seven days to ten weeks. Three things. Three things. Eat well, sleep well, think well. Eat well. For sure, the day after the race or a few hours after the race, I will go for a big ice cream with pizza and a big beer. And maybe for two days, two days, three days with my family in the restaurant. But this is what, this is not the main things I do in the week. Then I will start to eat a lot of vegetables because it's not uh, inflammatory for my body and it's very good. And I try to drink a lot good water and to, to eat vegetables uh, more than usual. Uh, so this is the first things and uh, lots of protein as well because I have to build, to rebuild my muscle again. Uh, secondly, uh, what I said, sleep well. I try to sleep a lot. I go for a nap. I try to push my uh, my nights uh, up to nine to ten hours. I go earlier to the bed and I try to get out uh, later in the morning. And I add naps and uh, think well. Uh, think well is. Spending, because as I train a lot and I learn in the mountain and everything, during these seven weeks, seven days, ten, uh, seven days to ten, I try to spend time with my family, with friends, with all, with, with all the things I do so, sometimes, but not that much. So I go, uh, I go more at the restaurant, sharing uh, beers with friends, going uh, to the cinema. Um, I try to think way like that, you know, to to 
to don't think that much about the race and everything and the stress that that gave me and so this is why i tr how i try to to think well and the last things actually there is a fourth one but i think it's, it's not the main but this is what i try to to do i try to vascularize to vascularize my body with uh, easy um, activities like walking biking very easy i don't i don't uh, I try to don't uh, put my my heartbeat high. I try to keep it uh, low, but I go on the bike for one hour just to vascularize my body because I feel that when my my blood <laughs> circulate in my body, uh, I don't know if if it works or not, but I feel uh, it getting me uh, better because I I, uh, I push fresh blood uh, to my uh, tissues and to every everywhere in my body. So. No magic pills again. This is uh, what I do: sleep well, think well, eat well, and vascularize the body. And usually, seven days after a big race like UTMB, I'm ready to run again. Yeah, yeah, I I, I totally agree. And just uh, very careful to take rest, like one week. Yeah, it's so important. And uh, I also recommend yeah sleeping more and eating. Um, and do more massage also and stretching uh, and actually I recommend to stop running for seven days it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter I, I will I will getting uh, yes lower after seven days no and because I have some injury I uh, normally after some big race you, you can you will feel your body still after one or two days you feel your body really want to run and you want to show people I'm strong, I can run like a marathon and, and speed work. You can show people, but yeah, don't do it. Yeah, because I have the experience after, even a few years ago, after 100K and then, ah, I feel my body recover well. I do some 10K tempo to tell people I'm strong, but yeah, it's necessary and very easy to get injury. So uh, I recommend after the long race, just make your body, uh, yeah, think well, sleep well, eat well, and you will pick up. Uh, you can pick up your training. Do some ATV recovery after one week. Some uh, easy jogging, and then uh, improving, and then getting more and more running. But yeah, just very be careful. Take uh, of the the week after the race. Yeah. And I think the the, the mental point is an important one. Um, you know, when you're doing a long race, you're you're dialed in for uh, for a long time. It's very intense. Um, and not only that, but the whole training cycle leading up to that big big event is just an accumulation of stress and nervousness. So I think it's 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 important during that post race week to kind of let yourself um, relax a little bit and, and allow yourself to reset and, and re-energize for, 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 for the next one. So no, really good tips, guys. Um, Liz, I, I think that covers what I, what I was hoping to cover today. You know, we, we talked about um, how to choose your adventures, how to structure them, um, you know, what you guys do to, to prepare um, uh, and then um, uh, the recovery afterwards. Um, it was a really, really uh, uh, fantastic discussion. Really appreciate it, guys. Um, could, would you guys just be willing to share sort of anything that you have going on in terms of sort of running projects, um, maybe any social media that you want to share, um, uh, anything at all? Uh, Mathieu, anything that you want to you plug? 
Um, I was not ready for it, but uh, I just arrived in the in the mountains uh, one week ago to join for UTMB, and this is maybe uh, one thing uh, one thing we can add if when when you are very uh, passionate about things something try to to go uh, somewhere that is similar with your objective and. It's special because I'm far from my family, I'm far from my friends and I'm a little bit alone, but this is the passion who speak and this is why I decided to do it. And I think when you want to succeed in life, you can stay in your, your sofa waiting for it, doing the minimum. You really have to work hard. And I think that there is no genetics or no, uh, you are a machine, you are a machine, you are a robot. No. Yeah, there, there is just passion and hard work be, be behind all champions, and uh, yeah, this is the the last things I I can say. There is nothing special for me coming because I'm an adventurer. I'm an an adventurer man as well. I do adventure out of the races, but this there is no project act, uh, currently on on which I worked. The main things I focus now it's UTMB because it's in two two months, but maybe if we speak again in September, I will tell you a new crazy adventure that will come, but I will not speak about it today. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll hold you to that, Matthew. Uh, uh, how about you, Chung? Um, anything that you want to share? Yeah, I will travel alone in France, and I will, uh, I will try to reach from Spain and the south of France, and then until I will run to Chamonix. And then to see the race, to recce the race course of UTMB, because I I join many ra many races, but only when I arrive and then race, and then after race I will leave. So this uh, this summer I will spend one month to to traveling along in in France, and I will also take some great photo and video share in my IG story to show the Hong Kong runner, to show the Asia runner, to see how beautiful of the mountain in Europe. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward that, for that. And probably I will leave Hong Kong maybe one week later. Yeah, start the journey, yeah. Well, I, I'm a little bit jealous of that, um, but we will post your links to your, um, to, to your Instagram and other uh, social media profiles. Um, for, for people to follow along um, for, for both of you guys. Um, listen, I want to thank you guys for, for joining the Trail Talks podcast. Um, and I want to wish both of you guys the best of luck at UTMB. Uh, I, I suspect uh, there could be a battle amongst you guys for some of those top spots. Um, and uh, I just want to thank all of our listeners for, for tuning into the Tra Trail Talks podcast. It's the official podcast of the International Trail Running Association. Um, you can find us on the web at itra.run, um, as well as on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and, uh, and all the other social media pages. So uh, until next time, I'm Jeff Campbell, um, uh, and happy running. Take care. <laughs> okay. <laughs>